재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Tuesday we take a moment to look through the eyes of Generation Now How the younger, up-and-coming generation is shaping pop culture Books, style, you name it This week we're talking about how they're shaping pet ownership With, as always, Leah Young, our Generation Now correspondent How you doing, Leah? Hi Let's talk about pets um, pets are all over the place. I mean, uh, Koreans are becoming more and more pet crazy across generations. And in fact, the first example that springs to mind is um, the uh, Blue House and uh, President Moon bringing his various pets uh, to, to live with him there. Yeah, I mean, the new president is one of the many reasons bringing positive attention to the pet culture and animal welfare in general. As an owner of three pets, Jing Jingyi, the cat, Maru, the dog, and Tori, the newly adapted dog, mm. he speaks actively with animal welfare policies and hope he keeps up with them during his period. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was an incident that he has gained a positive public image when the picture of him carrying the shelter dog was released during his campaign. Mm-hmm. The facial expression of the dog seems so comfortable. It gave him the nickname of Kangaji Mayak. <laughs> it means puppy's addictive cushion. Yeah. You know, the donut shaped cushion where the dogs snuggle into and they can't get enough of it. They uh-huh. call it mayak pangsok, addictive oh, cushion. Oh, that's already a word. Mayak yeah. pangsok. So it's like almost a drug that, mm-hmm. that sedates the dog because they're so comfortable. And here, President Moon is, yeah. the, is the drug cushion. Yeah, so it definitely gave him the positive image to get elected, I, I would say. Yeah, you got to like somebody who's good with animals and uh, who speaks up for animal welfare. Whatever your politics are, that's kind of a nice thing. Uh, when people have pets in Korea, it can cut both ways. I mean, it's, it's a positive thing. Sometimes people get pets a little bit too casually. Mm-hmm. But uh, generally speaking, how do um, people approach pets here in Korea? Well, the recognition before was quite simple. It was like, I'm lonely. I want to get a puppy or something. Mm. So it was like a cute creature to spend time with. Yeah, almost like a toy creature. But now they have a new word called 반려동물. So it means companion animal. So compared to the word pet, this title is showing the improved recognition for having animals. Mm. And there are also terms called pet pemjok, which Mm. means pet family people or group so it's consider the people considering their pets as their family who values their pets more than the meaning of extension to the family they're c- taking care of their pets as if it's their first newborn child mm, that's how i view a pet a pet is mm-hmm. about just one tiny click away from having a child in the family it yeah. is part of the family yeah and i ha- also have friends who are newlyweds that makes an agreement to not have children, but have pets. But <laughs> my parents' generation would be shocked how they would compare having right. a child and having pets. Not even comparable. But I, I mean, I'm not even like generation now, but I, I view it that way. I think mm-hmm. that's a Western way to view it. And I think that Koreans are, are slowly adopt, adapting to um, that kind of philosophy. Yeah, people raise their pets in the same way they would raise a child. So they would feed them organic food, send them to pet kindergarten for good education, give them the best props to play with to make them smarter and provide them the quality environment to rest and socialize. Mm -hmm. So the related business are booming according to the government's agriculture and forestry department. 21.8% of the households are having pets. That's one fifth of the nation. And the industry has grown to the total scale of 2 trillion won in 2016. That's a gigantic 
market size, and it's yeah. going to grow even more, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have pets? Uh, I don't. Um, I We have a contributor named Jim. I occasionally pinch hit and take care of his awesome dog, Trigger, mm-hmm. uh, which is a beautiful little black jindo. All my life at home in the U.S., we had Yorkshire Terriers, oh. which are little teeny cute dogs. How about you? Do you have a pet? No, not now. Well, after... My grandmother's dog passed away. I I tried not to get attached to it again mm. because I know how much responsibility and how much affection that I, I have know. to pour into. That's right. So they need a ton of attention. I really do think it's a. Of course, I've never had a child, so I don't know. But uh, it's similar, probably, mm-hmm. to to having a child in the house uh, in terms of. Uh, how you have to commit. What kind of pets do people get? I mean, Koreans seem overwhelmingly to get Maltese. Yeah, well, in Korea, there are people who carry rodents, bunnies, fish, lizards, but the number is quite small. So other than selling special snacks for those species in large supermarkets, the pet culture circles around more of the cats and dog cultures, mostly. And especially dogs, since they are the ones who are known to be most benefited by training. Let's bring it back around to generation now. I mean, uh, how what how do they skew in terms of what sort of pets they get? Uh, Early twenties, somethings, or people in that generation. Um, what's the demographic like? So, it, the, just to give you a vague demographic of the pet owners in Korea, mm-hmm. the early twenties are the ones who are still taking care of their childhood companions. The late twenties to the early thirties who. Uh, would be the ones who would take their pets to their single household. Mm-hmm. These are the pets they had in their previous family home. Yes. They moved with them to their new house. So their pets must be getting on a bit. Yeah, the the pets are mostly old now. Older now. Yeah. Older now and sick. All of my friends' pets have at least a milky eye. So, <laughs> so they've got some issues that... Uh, I don't know, moving into a single house, they've got some growing up issues in terms of the pet is at its end of its life. So they're yeah. dealing with some uh, emotional baggage and stuff. Yeah, they have a better understanding and the responsibility of owning a pet. And they, they are the ones who adopt more to... Adopt more pets to kind of bring them into their lives. I mean, this we talk about this hunjok, you know, the alone tribe, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so pets can go a long way toward, um, I guess, mitigating that. I want to talk to you about the mindset of ownership. I mean, this is a kind of a cultural program. We want to see what kind of cultural aspects people espouse when they when they get pets in Korea. Yeah, regardless of the age, the most distinctive part is really the mindset of the pet ownership. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go into the culture part that requires spending money, but through the past few years, the recognition of the mindset, what requires to be a good owner, has been matured in so many ways. And there are few public figures to mention. Mm-hmm. One is Kang Hyung-uk. He's a animal handler, and the most famous show he hosts is called 세상에 나쁜 개는 없다, which means there are no bad dogs in the world. He has a theory that every dog who has issues like barking too much, being violent or picky on foods, can't be potty trained, has a good reason. And for the most cases, the owner's action is the problem and every issue could be changed for the better. Mm -hmm. So even owners who had dogs for years references his show and they say his solution works wonders. Yeah. Reminds me of the dog whisperer. Have you ever seen that guy? No. It's this Latino guy that's huge in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. he teaches dogs how to behave and he teaches more importantly owners how to teach dogs to behave. 
Yeah, so the information is really being focused on not just how to accessorize your pet, but giving information of how to be a good protector. Mm-hmm. And another public figure I have to mention is Lee h y u r i She's a singer, superstar who started from an idol group, became a most popular female K-pop oh, artist. Oh, I know who h y u r i is. I think. Yeah, and yeah. now she's preaching the importance of animal welfare and homeless animal protection and more. Well, as a celebrity. Celebrity with high influence, her publicly speaking of rescuing abandoned dogs, adapting them, and you know taking care of them, brought lots of attention to the animal welfare and adoption to homeless dogs in general. I think you know the editorial shoots, the charity bazaar she throws mm-hmm. had a great impact. Yeah, I've even seen some of that uh, online and on little you know television uh, features and stuff. I want to kind of jump over to w- what you uh, mentioned before the the spending and the types of you You know, fun parts of the pet scene that people are starting to shell out money for. Uh, I've heard of some like you know because Koreans live in apartments, right? These mm-hmm. little tiny apartments. Maybe there's a park nearby to walk the dog, but as a result, this whole industry that you mentioned, this two trillion dollar industry of value added pet services, is kind of springing up. Matching clothes and all that. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? I. I don't know why, but Koreans love matchy matchy clothes, right? <laughs> I mean, I, there's there's a whole dog wardrobe industry out there. Yeah, I'm not sure how much it helps the dog's dignity, but it's cute. Yeah, well, most Koreans live in apartments, so they choose to have fairly small to medium sized animals for dogs. Shih Tzu or Maltese or mm-hmm. Yorkshire Terriers are the most popular species. So harnesses, crates, strollers. Costumes, hats, boots, and couple looks for small to medium dogs are very popular with endless options. Mm. And also because single household owners don't have a, the full day to take care of their dogs, many of their dogs are sent to dog preschool to socialize and get trained. Doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner booked time. To pick up the puppies, and they can watch the CCTV of the center all day with their phones. Mm-hmm. They choose what snacks they would give during the daycare, considering all the possible allergies. There are lactose-free milk for dogs, medicinal herbal tea for dogs, really? uncooked organic food instead of canned food. More than you can imagine. It's really impressive. Herbal tea for dogs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. if the owner are supposed to travel, there are dogs hotel that take care of the dog long term, and you can even hire a pet sitter to take care at your home. I'm being told from the control room that uh, there's apparently even acupuncture services for dogs. Yes, that's that's so Korean true. traditional medicine for for pooches. I think that gets a little down in Thailand. I remember they used to have these pool parks for dogs, like mm-hmm. specific pools you could go there with the dogs and let them jump around and jump in the water and swim a little bit. Yeah, there are activities that you could join together, like the. Like the pool that you can swim together, the marathon that you can run with your dog, and you know there are more open st- spaces that are allowing dogs mm-hmm. these days. I guess it's like anything else in Korea in our in this consumerist culture. Uh, when all these products emerge and people are buying them, it's a bit of an arms race in terms to show off, you know, all the cool stuff that your dog has now, yeah. not just that you have. So it can sort of open up inequality a little bit and and make the spoiled kids uh, give another chance, another platform for them to show off. You know? Yeah. Well, it could be seen a little bizarre or extreme to those who don't have pets, but because you know, since a huge part of young generation would invest. 
on themselves only mm-hmm. and still it costs a ton to keep up with their hobbies. But the owners genuinely think that it's just as the same investment for their kids and it's worth all the money. Leah, we're right in the final stretch here. Give me one final thought just on pet culture in Korea. Well, I feel like the pet culture has really evolved into almost a family business. It's not as shallow as it was before. And I think, you know, Korean pet culture has a positive future. Yeah, it's it's not quite the thing where you buy it and keep it while it's cute. And then when it becomes inconvenient or too big or less cute or barking loud, that you have the option to sort of uh, pass it on. Too many people still do that. And that's why I'm glad that uh, there's those advocates that you mentioned out there teaching people about real pet culture. Leah, that's Generation Now. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And we're back with Michelle and Did You Know When Koreascape Returns.